Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Pre-WPT. Ah, yes, it's time for a random top five. We, oh we created this a few weeks ago where I, I toss a random top five. It can be about anything I want it to be. The governor's way. And he will compile a list almost instantaneously. Top five celebrities, because last week we did sports figures in the wake of the Super Bowl, but this time the top five celebrities that Governor McCrory has gotten to know. And, and that kind of took my breath away. Yeah. I mean, celebrities that went, I went, wow. I'm getting to meet this person because, frankly, most people don't impress me. Yeah, I was about to say, this person is a bigger deal than me. Yeah, and that's very hard. <laughs> that's very hard. Now, the fifth one. Okay, number five. Number five. Claire Danes. Ah. Claire Danes. She was in the movie Romeo and Juliet with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Correct. As a young 17-year-old girl in that movie. I never saw the movie, but I know she was in that movie. That was pre-Titanic for Leo, I think. Yeah, pre-Titanic for Leo. And uh, she was filming Homeland both in Charlotte and in... And in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. She did a lot of filming in Ra- in Charlotte. In fact, her co-star, who's become a big star, he's on Band of Brothers. He plays the one of the lead characters in Band of Brothers. And he's also in another movie, Billionaires, on Showtime now. Anyway, I forget his name. I met him one time in downtown office building. But Claire Danes came and did a scene in the state capitol building and used the governor's office kind of as a holding area. And I cleared out of the governor's office and said, here, I'll let you use my office, no problem. We had a separate bathroom in the governor's office, and I let them use my restroom or bathroom, uh, just being the nice guy that I am. And then after she filmed it all, I met her, and then as she left, she left me a little love note on my desk, the governor's desk. Really? With hearts and everything. And I had to go, hey, listen, you know, I'm married. Yeah, I'm, I'm taken. You know, I'm taken. Yeah, I'm off the market. Plus, you're not as attractive as my wife, Anne. <laughs> but she was very nice. And, uh, I thought you were going to say, you're not as attractive as I thought you'd be. <laughs> <laughs> There's another story there that I won't tell. Yeah. She brought her baby, too. Really? And she showed me her baby. She said, oh, I want you to see my new baby. And... <laughs> Anyway, that's another another, another reason the relationship could not work. Yeah, I went, listen, I can't go for the kids right now. Number four. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, this one's going to surprise you. But this, this meeting this guy, I went, wow. John Travolta. I had drinks with John Travolta in Miami on Miami Beach at a bar. Wow. In a booth. With John Travolta, Kelly Preston, the mayor of Baltimore, who was the biggest jerk I ever knew in (laughs) politics, and Hillary Rodham Clinton's brother, a big heavyset guy with gold chains and (laughs) thousand dollar watches and overweight. Wow. He looked like he had a wig on. He looked, and I went, excuse me, who, you know, who are you? And he says, there's something Rodham. And I went, oh, I've heard that name, Rodham, before. <laughs> yeah, I'm Hillary Clinton's brother. 
He made all his money off of uh, big tobacco settlement money. He was a trial lawyer in Florida. But Travolta was extremely nice. This is pre-balding Travolta, too. And uh, Kelly Preston was extremely courteous to me and Ann. So Ann and I sat in a leather, kind of on leather seats in a a round booth Mm -hmm. right next to John Travolta and Kelly Preston. And I'm going, God, this is pretty cool. The guy from uh, Saturday Night Live. Fever. Whatever. Saturday Night (laughs) Fever. That's why he kind of responded to me. I loved your movie, Saturday Night Live. I have to tell you. Uh, and he's also in the, uh, what's the other great pulp, movie? Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction yeah. is just, it was cool. He was a nice guy. Very friendly, nice guy. And it turns out I was at a, I'd walked into a big liberal fundraiser event. And that's why Hillary Clinton's brother was there. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. And that's why there are no pictures of me being with John Travolta and Kelly Preston. I got to tell you, I mean, uh, you know, rest in peace. I think I'd be more excited to meet Kelly Preston. And, yeah, she just passed away. Mm-hmm. And it looked like they had a great relationship. They would yeah. lost a son earlier. But they were very, very nice. I mean, I was like in the in crowd. <laughs> you know, I'm not invited to be any frats or all CPAC, da- pack all da- or whatever. But All know, downhill from there, right? I was in the in crowd of Miami Beach. And <laughs> later on that night, we all went to a... What's that famous house where the designer was assassinated in front of the house? A very famous Versace? home. Versace yeah. home. I went to the Versace home. Listen, I was really in the in crowd Man, at that you were, time. This is like this is this going, was after he had been assassinated going against I, every image. And the I have owner of, of that house owned a football team here in Charlotte, the indoor football league Charlotte in Charlotte. Rage? He owned something. And I was invited to go to the, and I think there were some bad things going on because they said, hey, do you want to go to the roof, Mayor? And I went, yeah. And my wife went, don't go, don't go. I think my wife kind of caught wind that they were doing drugs up there. (laughs) Sounds like a reality show. That's a whole other story. That's uh, that's only the Uh, first. Number three. got to do number three. Before the news? Before the news, yes. Number three will blow you away. Wait a minute. This could be news. Well, we'll hold. Wait, Steve just said it was fine with him. That's fine. All right. Let's get to Steve Counts. All right. All right. right, Number three. All right. Hang on. Number three. Bob Hope. Ah. But we'll talk more about that right after the news. <laughs> but that should be the headline news. Pat McCrory once met so Bob Hope. Steve is, Steve is going to be reading the news all the while wondering. One of the greatest what? entertainers ever in the history of the world, Bob Hope. Steve, you don't need to know this, but that was a tease. <laughs> Back to the news center like now. Claire Daniels. <laughs> but I've got three real quick. Chuck you have Norris, three. John yeah. Tesh. Who? Chuck Norris. Yeah. Ooh. John Tesh. Yeah. And Tim Robbins, who I actually met outside the building here when I first started about Tim a year ago. Tim Robbins, yeah. the baseball. That's right. And, of course, uh, Shawshank Redemption. That's right. You know what the greatest thing about John Tesh show was and is? This right here. He wrote the NBA on NBC I'm theme. I'm so glad you found yes. that. I did not know. I just thought it was Entertainment Tonight theme. Ah, see, that's what most people know him as, but... Audio geeks like me. Wow. I would have treated uh, our news department a lot with a lot more respect that I know they met Chuck Norris. <laughs> Very nice guy. Hey, remember, you can listen to WBT on your Alexa device at home and at work. Just say, Alexa, play News Talk 1110 WBT. 
It's powered by March Spain Real Estate. Well, we're having fun uh, doing the McCrory Top 5, the random Top 5. And uh, Bo, Bo Thompson asked me to name the Top 5 celebrities that kind of took my breath away when I met them. That I, you know, I got to have a conversation with it. I went, wow, these are pretty cool people. I've done this before with sports people and with uh, people who kind of shared the stage with me in the past, too. But so far, we've had Claire Dane from Homeland. Danes. Uh, whatever. That's probably another reason she... <laughs> uh, John Travolta, a pretty big star. Yeah, I mean, you know, Grease, Pulp Fiction. And his, uh, his, his late s- wife. Kelly, Kelly Preston. Preston. Yeah. She was very nice. Bob Hope, which I didn't tell the story, but very quickly, I met him getting his autograph when I was in sixth grade in front of the Sedgefield Inn in Greensboro, North Carolina, and uh, he took my pen, and it was my dad's pen, <laughs> and he was on off to, on his off to a concert, so I had to wait for his concert to end at the Greensboro Coliseum, Stayed outside of the hotel the whole time. He came back and I said, excuse me, sir, but you got my dad's pen. And he'll kill me if I don't give it back to him. You know, it was one of those really nice pens mm-hmm. back in the 60s. And uh, he said, son, you and your buddies come on up to the room with me and uh, I'll get you a pen. And, son. <laughs> and he took us up to his room and he was wonderful. He was real nice. What a, I mean, one of the greatest entertainers ever oh, yeah. I mean, is Bob that's, Hope. That's number three on your list. That's is number Bob three. Hope? Wow. All right, number two. Should I play the soundbite first? All right, this guy's been in some of the greatest movies of all time. One being uh, Schindler's List, mm-hmm. and the second being he's in. He's famous now. He's been three, three, one movie and two. Uh, Movies that followed it. You know what the movie is? Taken. Taken. Yeah. Liam Neeson. Or as I call him, Liam. Now you have to explain why you call him Liam. Because we were in a movie together yeah. called uh, Nell with yes. Jodie Foster. By the way, I met Jodie Foster too, but she was kind of rude to tell you the truth. She wouldn't have conversations with her fellow acting pedigree. Well, and Nell, Nell had her own language, right? Nell had their own language, so I guess she, she was trying to stay in character. <laughs> yes. She was really up. By the way, she was, gosh, I shouldn't say this. She was wearing, all she had on was a T-shirt, a long T-shirt, and nothing else Hmm. in the scene in which I was in. Well, then. But I was an actor. Yes. (laughs) I didn't notice. And Liam, uh, you know, came by. And let's replay the scene where Liam Neeson is carrying Jodie Foster and... He bumps into me, and if you listen closely, I say, sorry. Here okay, we go. here we go. Wait a second. <laughs> okay. You might have not heard that, but he yelled, move, and I went, Sorry. And that was the beginning of my acting career. And uh, Leem, Leem, after the scene, came up to me and said, I felt as though if someone's in my way, I should tell them to move. And I, in response, said, my character felt the same way, and that's why I said sorry. Talent on loan from God. <laughs> Absolutely, that's for sure. 
in memory of Rush. I got paid $50 for that scene, reported it on my income tax, got no residuals for that incredible scene. I took my dad to the premiere, my mom and dad to the premiere of that movie, and that scene came up, and it ended, and he turned to me and said, that's it? <laughs> I said, Dad, come on, man. Now, I'm curious. Do you, you put Liam, Liam Neeson ahead of Bob Hope because you had a more meaningful... Well, because we acted together. Yeah, okay. And Bob sense. Hope, I was in sixth grade. Acting. Yes. And, you know, because of that experience that Liam Neeson had with me, he then decided to become an action star. He went on to make... He was not in action movies before he met me. That's a good point. And this was an action scene with Jody. So what you're saying is you allowed him to develop a very, very specific set of skills. I wrote that for him. <laughs> I wrote that for him. Well, it's, it's one of the best kept secrets. I wrote that whole line of dialogue, you know, on the telephone. Yeah. If Bob Hope is number three, then who's going to be number one? Oh, number one. Number one. Come on, number one. Here it is. Go ahead. Make my day. Wow. Wow. My breath was taken away. By getting to meet Clint Eastwood and having barbecue with him on a picnic table at the airport. And we had a conversation about huh, politics, health care, the world's problems. Shared some stories on acting, you know, because I'd already been in several movies by acting. then. And, and he, he asked me if I was still interested in acting. I said, no, I've given my career up to public <laughs> service like you did for several years as mayor of Carmel. California, And we talked about his uh, tenure as mayor of Carmel. He said he was going to run for city council, but those were four-year terms, and he only wanted to serve two years. Mm-hmm. And mayor was a two-year term in Carmel. That's why he ran for mayor. And uh, so we compared a lot of notes. Uh, he was filming the movie uh, Scully. About the plane landing on the Hudson. Oh, no, Sully. Yeah, that one, too. (laughs) (laughs) He was was doing the one about the sports broadcaster who does the L.A. Dodgers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's still in in production. It hasn't come out That's right. (laughs) So, uh, Sully. A very pleasant good afternoon to you, wherever you may be. Uh, to so, recap, uh, Clint Eastwood and I got kind of tight. Number five was Claire Danes. Mm-hmm. Number four was John Travolta. Mm-hmm. Number three was Bob Hope. Mm-hmm. Number two, Lim Lean Neeson, as you call him. Yes. And number one, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. What a what a what a I I tell you what a cool guy he was. He he is exactly who he says he is. Down to earth, cool, no entourage. And it was nice that he filmed uh, the end of his movie right here in Charlotte at the uh, museum, the historical museum there at the airport, where they had, at that point in time, the airplane that actually landed on the Hudson. <sighs> Me and Clint, we kind of got tight. Um, now he's, we... he's got my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Has he used it yet? No, and I didn't get his phone number. <laughs> what do you, but, uh, you What know. are your stories? 